Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Morning After Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Lee Him, and I'm super excited today. I got one of my best friends on, and we'll be going over a little bit uh, about us growing up, him now, and kind of the journey he's gone through. So I'm super excited today to introduce Eric Chartier. So I'll pass it off to him to give a little bit about himself, and then uh, we'll get right down into it. Thanks for that introduction, Adam. Uh, yeah, my name is Eric Chartier. I'm, I go to the University of Charleston in West Virginia. Uh, I've been friends with Adam since we've been about uh, four years old, and I play baseball here at school. Um, just a little bit about me, uh, growing up sports are a big impact in my life. The two main sports I played were hockey and baseball. Uh, like I mentioned before, I've been friends with Adam for a long time. Uh, some of my friends also are Anthony Gomes and Brady Hurd. We'll shout out to them, but, uh, we've been in a, a close friend group forever. Uh, just us for us four specifically. Um, but yeah, another thing uh, in my life is uh, I find family, my family has been very supportive in my life and I uh, attribute a lot of my success to them. So obviously growing up, hockey, baseball were very huge in your life along with other sports. I mean, you were kind of like an all-around athlete, pretty much anything you got yourself into, you were, you thrived in. But uh, take us back to hockey, baseball, and kind of why you ended up choosing baseball going all the way through here as well. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I started, my first sport was actually hockey. Uh, I started skating when I was around three or four years old. And I kind of just, uh, it was a big part of my family. My grandfather's a huge Montreal Canadiens fan. My dad, a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. So we were kind of watching hockey from such a young age. And so uh, I kind of genuinely just uh, thought that hockey would be my lane. But uh, as I got a little older, I started uh, watching some baseball on television as uh, my dad was also a big baseball fan as well. Uh, And so I kind of just started uh, trying out both. And I found myself to be a little bit better at baseball personally. Um, And so as I got older, I kind of had more interest there with baseball. And so I wanted to work harder with it. And I I don't believe it was, I think in my maybe eighth or seventh grade year, I actually decided to quit hockey and kind of just take all my, um, my focus to baseball. And I think it really helped me out uh, just developing and stuff like that. Do you think there's any real skills between hockey and baseball that kind of crossed over that you carried over into one or the other? Um, if anything, it would be more just like on the mental side, like the discipline aspect, or maybe if, if I was to think of something physical, maybe like the hand-eye coordination or uh, just building like speed and stamina. I know a lot of the trainings are very similar when it comes to like acceleration and speed in both sports. But uh, yeah, definitely like the discipline aspect, because I believe that um, baseball is such a mental mental game and uh, hockey as well. And I just believe that uh, those two together really helped me to be, become more disciplined both on and off the field. Man, growing up, we were a crazy bunch. I mean, uh, a lot of adventures, a lot of cool stuff going on. I feel like we had uh, a pretty good thing going. I know Eric ended up going to a different high school than uh, the three of us, or Brady actually transferred over to uh, my Anthony's high school. But it was really nice. We got to stay in touch all the way through and still obviously best friends to, to this day. Uh, but growing up, every single weekend, I think starting in like grade four, the like three of us, four of us had a sleepover every single weekend going through. Some weekends it'd be the Friday night, the Saturday night. And then there was one weekend I remember. I think it was uh, Super Bowl yeah, weekend. Super Bowl weekend, yeah. <laughs> and Eric came over to watch the game. Slept over the Friday, actually slept over the Friday night, slept over the Saturday night, watched the game with my family the Sunday night, and then slept over that Sunday night because we had the Monday off too. And uh, (laughs) I mean, like looking back at days like those, the memories are just like so different. It just hits different when you you look back and think about those kind of memories there as well. 
Oh yeah, definitely plenty of memories there as well. I just remember going over, playing in your basement, some video games and stuff, and kind of just uh, seeing where the night would take us. We'd play some some hockey down there. You had that net, and yeah, we just have plenty of fun. Yeah, screwing around in uh, my basement. I don't know what it was. My house growing up was like uh, the house we'd kind of always be at, but uh, slowly it transitioned. I feel like moved away from the video games in the basement and more the, the outside adventures. But growing up, you guys always by my side and everything like that. But I remember when I had my knee surgery done and I was kind of in that rough space. So in the, the last episode, I talked about being like a little, I don't want to say depressed because that's like a very strong term, but uh, obviously not being at like my top health mentally. Uh, mm-hmm. Having you guys around sleepovers every single week and stuff like that really helped me get through my knee surgery in that time because obviously like me not being able to do too much and you guys uh, being there, I just always appreciated that. So I just wanted to make sure uh, you knew that because uh, having you guys by my side that whole time definitely made a huge difference for me personally. Yeah, it was definitely interesting to have a friend who was going through that. And I, uh, one memory that really takes me back is when we'd all go to the, uh, we'd be at the school pretty early and Adam would be rolling up in hand with the, uh, because he needed to be picked up because he wasn't able to walk to school. But yeah, like, just having somebody go through that really put into perspective, like how grateful you get need to be that you're healthy. And I know you just kind of went through a little struggle there, but you're pretty good now. And I know, but you still have some knee problems right now, but um, yeah, I believe it was great just to see somebody battle, battle back through that and just see where you're at today. I can remember you guys called it the band van. So the first day yeah. going into grade eight, I was like go on my crutches and I'm like, screw it. Like, I'm going to walk to school. Like it can't be that bad. I left earlier than usual because I knew it was going to take me a while. And I walked that's usually like 10 minutes, took me 40 minutes on my crutches because I had to go downhill at one point as well. And I get to school and I'm like dying of heat because it's like 30 degrees out. I got a backpack on and I'm just sweating like crazy. And uh, the very next day, literally the second day, I started getting picked up by this van and I'd be dropped off and picked up every single day. And uh, our, the window at our grade eight classroom kind of looked right over towards the, the parking lot where I get picked up and everyone would see me in the, in the band van roll up in the morning and, uh, get picked up at, in the evening, uh, to head back home. So, yeah. And uh, one video that, uh, or one moment that really, uh, that I can really remember from elementary school back when, uh, we'd hang out with each other every single day was, uh, back on our graduation day. So Adam was picked as valedictorian and, uh, he decided that, it would be a good idea to, uh, we kind of just hung out the day before or uh, on the day of actually, we decided to go biking and we were with, uh, I believe two other people from uh, our elementary school and we found this pretty big hill and, uh, Adam was presenting a speech that night for his valedictorian speech. And, uh, so he decided, uh, we told him, Oh, Adam, we think you can get down this hill with, with your bike. And so he's like, Oh yeah, I can do it. And so he decided to take his bike down and at the bottom of the hill, he actually hit a rock and just face planted right over, right over his, uh, his bike and hit the, hit the sand. And when he got up, he, uh, he just had scratches all over his face and, uh, he actually had to put makeup on for the night of uh, his valedictorian speech. And uh, we actually didn't tell his family until we got there. It was a pretty funny reaction. His parents were like, oh, no. <laughs> Why no, were you doing that, Adam? That was like the worst moment. I felt so good going down that hill, though. So I'm like, yeah, I'll go down it. Because it was like a, like a fresh-made hill that some uh, construction was happening. And then we found it. And we were like, ah, I'll go down it. So I'm going down full speed. Obviously, no helmet because I... I think I'm, I'm a pretty cool guy, no helmet. And 
<laughs> I get to the bottom of the hill and I'm looking back. I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop now. Cause I'm getting a little close to the pond that was coming ahead. And as I go to stop, there's this massive rock and my tire just gets stuck in it. And I just go head out first over my handlebars, smack my face, my whole leg scratched up, get up and bleeding and, uh, was looking really good. And then I come home and, uh, I'm like, ah, okay, I got to somehow hide all these scratches and everything. So I like, rush up to my room with a bunch of band-aids and like polysporin and try to hide all these scratches from my parents. Got a bruise on my face. I had to try and hide. So I get my sister to help me try and hide the bruise a little bit. And then uh, we head yeah, over to graduation. The video, uh, the video just started circulating around uh, at the graduation during your speech and your parents started freaking out. It's pretty funny. I still have that video to this day. So if anyone actually wants to see it, just let me know. I can send it to you. Oh, man. I, I, what was it? Uh, no, it was right before because we were outside taking pictures out in the back and I'm taking pictures with my family. And I think it was Anthony. He was showing his parents the video of me going down the hill and everyone's giggling, like looking at me, smiling, laughing. And my parents are like, Oh, ha ha ha. Like, I wonder what that is. And then, uh, we're, we go inside and we're sitting at the tables. And then I think it was Anthony's dad, like turns to me and goes, so Adam, how's your face? And then I was just like, Oh no, no, <laughs> what just happened? And then, uh, the whole thing got exposed. Eric shows him the video. And then it was, my parents were uh, not happy to say the least about that one. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty funny. Oh. oh, yeah. Adam always seemed to be on the brink of uh, doing some of the tasks that nobody else wanted to do, but it created for some great memories for sure. Hey, my memories uh, will last a lifetime in that video. Anyways, I know last week I released, uh, or I guess two weeks ago, I released an episode about the gym and kind of the impacts of health and fitness on my life. And I mentioned that there was someone I ended up going to the gym with who kind of helped spark interest in uh help push me. Eric was actually that person. And the gym has most likely had a larger impact on him than it's had on me. So I'd love to get your kind of opinion on that. Cause it's been, your journey has been insane. I mean, over the course of two, three years, kind of seeing where you started to where you are now, it's, it's crazy. And I know a lot of people would definitely, I think, love to hear your story and kind of the impact of uh, how it helped you as well. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I know I was listening to your last podcast and you talked how we were both kind of going in different directions. And yeah, you were uh, really focused on the weight loss and I was really focused on the weight gain. And I believe when I started, it was probably in 11th grade uh, at Fit for Less with you. I weighed in about uh, like 135 pounds. And I don't know, I just really wasn't comfortable with where I was at. And I knew that uh, I had a lot of room to improve if I really wanted to uh, pursue baseball. And so I really just started uh, watching a lot of YouTube videos and learning a lot about uh, how to gain weight and actually ended up gaining 30 pounds um, of muscle to this day. And I weigh about 185 to 190 pounds now, but yeah, it was just definitely a huge, uh, huge process. And I attribute a lot of the uh, hard work and motivation to, to you, Adam. But yeah, I think there was a, a long time there where we were pushing each other just to uh, even go to the gym and it just made it so much more uh, enjoyable that I had somebody there to do with. No, I remember uh, like the first little bit we were going there and the beginner gains kind of really got us into it and uh, got us excited. And then all of a sudden we would go and Eric loved benching. I hated benching. I loved <laughs> squatting, deadlifting, any, literally any other day except chest day. I hated chest because I, I could never keep up with Eric. We'd go and uh, all of a sudden his PR went from 155 pounds to 185 pounds and 
under a month. And then I'm sitting there 165 trying to, trying to move it. And, uh, it was crazy. But at the same time, I guess, uh, like you said, we were kind of on two different paths, but it was crazy to see because you were what five, ten at the time when we yeah probably five, yeah five eight five ten and honestly at that at the time I could say it now but uh, you were like skin and bones it looked like you you hadn't eaten in <laughs> oh, like yeah. six weeks and all of a sudden uh, seeing the change and I mean didn't look drastic to us but looking back at the the pictures of where you started to where you are now especially uh, old baseball pictures or old pictures us just as as friends, I mean, it's crazy to see. I mean, you were kind of a big piece of motivation to me because there was a lot of days I didn't want to go. And uh, mm. you'd always push me. And I guess having that that second person there was was huge key for me as well. Yeah, for sure. Having somebody to push you uh, really motivates you to go. And I just think that's important to, to know for everyone. Like having a gym, somebody to go with, to the gym with uh, is really crucial to uh, just keep me motivated. But like the one reason that I actually started lifting was uh, I had actually sprained my ankle. Um, that that winter and so I kind of just didn't want to sit around so that's kind of why benching is one of my favorite exercises because it's really what got me started in the gym I couldn't really hit legs for a while because I, w- I was actually going to the gym in a boot but uh yeah that really kind of just that's where I got started uh just I just wanted to do something while uh my ankle was sprained and I couldn't really do any sports if there was a piece of that journey you kind of could look back and uh and go change would there would there be anything you'd ideally change yeah, I mean, I think like uh, a lot of what I did was pretty beneficial to uh, just like my development as a person. But if I was to really think, I don't really think there's too many things I would go back and change because it, it really was such an impact on my life and had such a positive impact on the way I felt about myself, like physically and mentally. And I just think it's gotten me to where I am today, where I just like I, I'm enjoying life and I still enjoy going to the gym every day when I can. Yeah, obviously, I mean, for you, you're on a different level because you have to work out every single day with school and everything like that. So it's it's pretty much it is your lifestyle now, and it's it's not no it's no longer just a hobby and uh, something just for yourself. Is it's also kind of part of your uh, athletic career here at the same time. I mean, obviously that's a different type of motivation, different type of drive. You need to do that every single day. Definitely different than uh, what the the average person goes through as an NCAA athlete. You are pretty much working every single day. Your life is baseball. Your life is sports on top of school and everything else. So it's crazy to see how dedicated you are to it as well. Yeah. Knowing that there's something on the line now, especially like working out and everything, it just, it'll help me keep my scholarship. And like, yeah, it's just like, it's become not, not work, but um, it's just kind of pushed me to uh, just further my kind of love for working out. And now, now I have a, a specific purpose on why I'm doing it. I know you previously mentioned that working out kind of, developed you as a person and kind of changed the way you look at life, especially. And I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah. I mean, like when I was like back, I mean, in 11th grade, I weighed like 135 pounds. I, I wasn't really satisfied with the way I, I was looking, but I knew, I knew things would change because my metabolism was just so fast. And like, it, it did affect me mentally. Um, just like, because I wasn't happy with how I looked, but, um, yeah, definitely now, like knowing what you can do to change your body has really like impacted the fact that I I just believe in myself more now. And I know that if I really put something like my hard work into something, I, I can do it. That's what really the gym has helped me do and learn. Well, I guess that kind of transfers over to everything in life. I mean, the harder you work, the more you put in, the more you're going to get out, obviously. And with school, you're, 
always one of the top kids in the classroom and uh, always one of the top kids out on the field too. So it's great to see, especially uh, you thriving down in Charleston. So I guess we'll, we'll kind of move into to the college ball life here. I mean, it's crazy because looking back as kids, I remember we'd talk about uh, your baseball games with the, with the Mets and with the, the New York Hawks and, now, I mean, you're playing NCAA ball down the States. So that's a, that's a crazy different story there as well. Yeah, definitely. It was, it was a huge, a huge change for me. Um, something that I, I really wasn't sure too much about just cause I was, I was nervous on what the change would mean for me. I mean, like I said earlier, I'm really close with my family and I attribute, attribute all of like my success and they've, they've been so supportive with me forever and I love them for that. But um, yeah, moving down uh, to, to West Virginia has been, has been pretty different for me. Um, it hasn't really changed my motivation. I've always been very motivated, but, uh, it's like I said, it's just a new journey for me and I'm really enjoying it so far. What would you say the average day in the life is, as a, as an NCAA athlete down there playing baseball? Yeah. So it kind of changes like in season and out of season. So in the fall, I was, I was kind of taking like two or three classes a day. Um, I do, I do take a bit of online classes too. So they don't actually have a scheduled meeting time, but uh, like the day would be, I would wake up and we'd have a list at 6am and then I would go to class from around, it was probably nine o'clock to, to 11 or 12 o'clock. And then we, we'd have hitting groups and then I'd go to practice for a little bit and then uh, I'd eat. And sometimes I'd, I'd do a little light lift after some mobility and homework and then bed. And that was kind of what my typical weekday would look like. But now that we're in season, um, the uh, the game days are pretty pretty jam packed. Um, if we we usually have games at one o'clock, and uh, we'll basically go uh, set up the field at ten o'clock because we do have a temporary fence. But um, we'll set up the field at ten, and then we'll we'll hit BP around eleven o'clock, and then we'll go grab something to eat right before the game. And then uh, yeah, we we kind of do a bit more warm up at twelve, and we play at one. And by the time the game's over, we usually have two games uh, on that set day. We'll probably get back around like seven o'clock, and then kind of do some homework there eat and go to bed and do it again but yeah I just love uh like the purpose I feel like I have right now and just like being able to wake up every morning knowing that um I have like a specific purpose on that day and I'm I can work towards uh being better at doing that yeah no I totally agree I mean I see that's a very disciplined schedule every single day you got to be on pretty much on your top game every single day and being a a student as well, being an athlete. I mean, for me, having a busy schedule is essential as well. Mine's obviously a different kind of aspect. I keep myself busy with meetings, events, uh, class, stuff like that with you. It's a constant on the go. And I mean, this year I get to be at home and I pretty much don't leave my house, which is benefits and has drawbacks. But with you, it's uh, still a constant on the go, uh, always moving, always pushing. And I mean, playing two games in a day, having a lift, setting everything up and doing everything else. Plus you have a, you're very, very intelligent person as well. And being a TA in a few courses in the past as well. I mean, huge kudos to you. I mean, everyone here me, Anthony Brady, Kian, your family, always proud of you seeing what uh, you can accomplish down there and constant drive the goals. And uh, what you've been able to accomplish is huge. Uh, especially, I mean, coming from a place like new market, you don't, uh, you had a couple of success stories here and there, but uh, nothing, nothing too major. So uh, huge kudos to you, man. It's, uh, yeah, it's I crazy. That. I appreciate that a lot. Thank you. Uh, I mean, I just like, ever since I've gotten here, I've really just decided to try and push myself to do things that 
typically I wouldn't do. I mean, TAing was a completely different experience for me. It was something that I've never really thought about doing, but I kind of just wanted to try a couple new things and really just see what I liked and just kind of like start trying out new things because I'm so busy here that I don't really have too much time to do uh, internships and stuff. So I'm just trying to find other ways to uh, just see what my, uh, or try and figure out what my purpose will be in the next couple of years. Purpose is uh it's a big word. Everyone, like I, I threw it out literally last night saying, trying to kind of find my purpose and where I stand. And it scares a lot of people when they hear kind of, I'm trying to find my purpose or I need to find my purpose. People get scared uh, because they think they have to have kind of their whole life planned out instantly. Right. And that was a huge piece. I think uh, when you go to choose schools and stuff like that, right. Cause obviously you're choosing a program, you're choosing a school and instantly it feels like you're limiting yourself. You're going from multiple options. I mean, for me, I was looking at Canadian universities, right? I was looking at eight to 10 Canadian universities where you, you were looking at two to three, maybe a few more Canadian universities, but majority you were kind of always looking to go to the U S right. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, definitely always a thought in my mind. Like I, I wasn't sure too, um, too much when I sprained my ankle, I was still debating whether or not I was going to be playing baseball, but, um, yeah, my family just kept pushing me, telling me that, um, I could do it. And like, I, I owed it to my younger self. Like when, when I was younger, I always said I wanted to play NCAA baseball and, um, it kind of just thinking back to that really like motivated me to just say, you know what, I, I should go try this. And I've been loving it so far. I want to go back and talk a little bit about, uh, you said your family obviously pushing you and encouraging you along the way and to, to get where you are. I know your dad was one of your coaches and I know he was always had very high thoughts of you and uh, always tried to push you. I'd love to hear a little bit more about kind of having a, a dad as a coach there. Yeah. So, I mean, my dad, like I, like I mentioned a couple of times before, he's, he's like been, been everything for my baseball career and, just even in life, life in general, he, uh, he really pushed me as a, as a, as a kid to just pursue my dreams. And I really appreciate him being, being a coach for me and just being there all the time, just to motivate me and just like teach me the ways. Uh, Cause he was pretty good at baseball too. when he, when he was younger. I know you kind of have a, a family of athletes here, your father, you, your brother, also a strong hockey player as well. The, crazy to see and I know looking at uh, your family and when I look at your dad and then I look at you and your brother it's uh it's crazy crazy to see kind of the generation of uh athletes coming out of the Charte family over here yeah for sure and I also want to shout out my mom she she's uh she's been nothing but great to me she's always like my father pursued me and uh she's she's just been a rock for, for, for me and like I just really uh appreciate her and everything that she's done she sacrificed so much for me and I love her more than anything. I know uh, there's one thing your mom makes. Oh, it's the the bark. The bark or the cookie cake? Yeah. Well, oh, she's got two great. She's a great baker for sure. So good. Every time you go to Eric's house, that's what you got to try. It will change your life. Life changing baking right there. And I I swear by that. That is like some of the best stuff I ever had. And. Uh, First time I went to Eric's, it was the, we. His mom just made bark because he would bring it to school, and then uh, we'd all try and steal a piece from him. But the the very first time I went to Eric's house, uh, his mom just made bark, and it was it was so good. I don't know what it is, but uh, never had any that is better than your mom's, and I am hundred percent serious on that one. <laughs> yeah, she definitely tries really hard with bacon, but she's she's really good at it too, which is good. 
Okay. I know 2020 in itself was a, a different year for everyone. And I don't want to stress it too much or, uh, you know, push it too hard, but I know it was kind of a big year for you. Things changed pretty quickly and it was a very different year from any other for yourself, especially baseball career, uh, athletic career, professional career, everything, right? Everything kind of changed in that one year. So I'd love to uh, take it back and get a little bit more on that. Yeah. I mean, um, so last year was my freshman year uh, here in uh, West Virginia. And I mean, my season got cut short in March and that was like a big impact for me uh, at the time Uh, when I did end up getting home. However, I started to really appreciate just like time with family and uh, the impact that just hanging out with your family and really bonding together had on me. And like, this was the first summer that I wasn't actually playing baseball uh, throughout the summer. So I was able to get a summer job. Um, I really started like finding a passion in golf. And I I think that's like one of my main new hobbies now. And although it was a big change, I I think it was really eye opening to me on what else like the world has to offer uh, in that kind of aspect. But uh, yeah, I really uh, take 2020. um, I know it was rough, but I like to think of some of the positives that came out of it. And it was definitely just like being able to bond with my family and just picking up more hobbies throughout. Yeah, totally. I 100% agree. I mean, uh, me and Eric were actually working at the same golf course and we used to golf occasionally together, bring him out to the course. And then last year, I don't know how many rounds we played or how many times into the range, but that was a golf filled summer for sure. And I mean, uh, 2020 itself was a difficult year. I totally agree with what everyone says, but I like how you kind of look at like the positive aspects and pulling mm-hmm. it all out. Yeah, for sure. And a huge shout out to you for helping me get that job as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no worries, man. Working uh, with your friends at a golf course is a, another experience. It's something that's so much fun. Uh, it definitely was a, a different year at the course and sometimes a little hectic, but uh, the privileges and the benefits are, are quite uh, beneficial to you as well. So something here I just kind of want to throw at you and, and get your thoughts on. I put up a poll the other day with a question box on uh, the Instagram story and was wondering what people kind of wanted to hear and what people want to talk about or hear us talk about on the podcast. So something someone had mentioned uh, was what it takes to be the best version of yourself. And this was a question I kind of wanted to save for this episode because I mean, your journey, your push, your drive, your motivation is crazy. You're a very positive thinker and you don't like the negative side of things. So I'd love to get to, your thoughts on this? Because I mean, hearing it from someone like you, I think is, is much different than hearing it from not necessarily the average person, but uh, from people with other experiences. Yeah, that's definitely a, a great question. Um, and something like that I've really thought about uh, in the past and something that has really uh, come to fruition this year. But um, I used to be a very future forward looking thinker and it kind of, uh, kind of scared me almost on what was to come. But uh, recently I've been thinking uh, really about just like focusing on the present moment and just uh, enjoying what I have and appreciating everything that that's coming my way and everything that I can just wake up in the morning and be thankful for. Um, like I mentioned a couple times, like just having a family uh, that, that loves me, um, being able to just wake up and have a motivation to do something uh, like we talked about, just like a purpose. Um, and for a lot of people that could be something, something different. And uh, just once you find your purpose or something that, that really motivates you. I think that just really what would help uh, find the purpose for you and like something that motivates you every day, uh, just to keep going and stay positive. Yeah, no, I think that's uh, something a lot of people have been realizing lately 
is be thankful for what you have in that moment. I think 2020 kind of taught a lot of people that as well. Looking back, health, a huge piece, family, friends, opportunities, education, job security, stuff like that. You got to be thankful in the moment. I think a lot of people are looking at the negative side of things right now and uh, kind of more the negative impacts, but I love the way you think in taking that uh, glass half full approach, right? Not yeah, for sure. And even just slowing everything down, just like, like I've said a couple of times, just appreciate what you have. And honestly, something that's really impacted me and helped me a lot is has been music and like just being able to listen to music. And I think it's really helped me both motivate me and keep me at peace. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, no, totally. I a hundred percent agree. I mean, looking at music and everything like that, I feel like a lot of people our age, especially play music all day. It's something we can kind of just relate to, listen to, uh, hear out. And I know your music has changed dramatically over the course of like the last five years, what you listen to, what you love, uh, but I, what's, what's kind of your go-to at the moment? Right now, I mean, I listen to a lot of rap and country. Country started to really grow on me since I've been out here in West Virginia. Everyone's always listening to country out here, but I don't know. I just feel like country has such a positive vibe and, it just is, especially if you listen to the right people, but it really tells a true story. And I listen to rap a lot still for the beats. And obviously there are some very lyrical people there as well, but uh, yeah, I kind of just like to keep everything. I, I just like to vary my artists because I, I just like to have a general uh, just appreciation for all types of music. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, kind of like the last thing going on here, but you mentioned being a forward thinker and it kind of reminded me of a quote that says life is like driving a car. If you keep looking in your rearview mirror, you're going to crash. So you got to keep looking out your front windshield because what's ahead is more important than what you've already passed. And mm-hmm. would you say that the gym kind of helped uh, create that? Or would you say it was more 2020 and the big impact of seeing everything that uh, helped create that forward thinking lifestyle? Yeah, I believe both have had a huge impact on me for that. Um, and like I mentioned, um, just like, being a forward thinker, you still have to be able to just like realize that you have to focus on the present in order for the future to come true. And like, uh, I see that like a great example of that is in the gym. Like, you, you know, like your goal, for example, mine was to gain 30 pounds. Um, but I know like in the present, it's not just going to happen overnight. So you just have to be, um, have the motivation and the, the thought of like, I know if I can, if I can really just stick to this process, I know in the future, uh, this, this goal could come true for me. I mean, everyone here is super proud of you, what you've been able to accomplish, all our friends. You're kind of a motivation to us and show us that anything's possible along the way. A lot of younger people look up to you as well. I know looking back at the Toronto Mets organization, uh, younger athletes, younger baseball athletes, and kind of future stars coming up as well. You've been a huge push to a lot of people and create a lot of motivation, a lot of inspiration. So again, shout out to you, uh, all your hard work uh, paying off down there as well. Yeah, thank you very much. I mean, I got a long ways to go, but yeah, I definitely uh, feel like I'm on the right track. And I just wanted to thank you very much for inviting me on this podcast. I think you're doing great work here and you're just doing a great job. I've listened to every podcast you put out so far and they've been great. I appreciate it, man. I, I mean, I can't wait for you to be back. And then I want to get uh, all the guys on here and we'll see what we can come up with and talk about some funny stories and what's happening. But uh, until then, again, thank you, Eric, for, for coming on today. I hope the rest of you, thank you for listening if you've made it all the way to this point, and I will catch you in the next one.